Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm really excited to have you here today to learn all about how to price yourself and price your services to get paid. And I have a really special guest here to talk all about this. I have Lisetta Vandervalk, um, and she is a business coach and catalyst who helps service-based entrepreneurs get paid more without sacrificing their sanity. Now, I know that talking about pricing can be a little bit uncomfortable, but it's such a necessary conversation. And that's why I brought Lisetta here to talk about this because she is an expert in this and she knows what she's talking about. She has actually implemented um, a strategy called the Get Paid Framework to help uh, entrepreneurs uh, stop overthinking and instead start making more money and more impact. Uh, She's been an entrepreneur since age 19, and it's her mission to help entrepreneurs be absolutely sold on themselves and their business so they can enjoy the fun and freedom and positively impact many more lives and businesses through their work. So like I said, this is going to be such a fun conversation, um, really breaking down those barriers of pricing. and, And we're going there. We're going there in this conversation. So welcome to the podcast, Lisetta. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you. You came on the highest recommendation from actually my own business coach, Fabiana. She spoke so highly of you and said, you're the person to come on to talk about this. So why don't you just start with telling us um, a little bit more about yourself, kind of how you got into this work and anything you want to share with us so we can get to know you better. Yeah. Um, well, what do you want to know about me? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I can I can go back way back. No. Um I've been coaching for well, how do, about seven years by now. I've I have had my coaching education from the Coaches Training Institute, which I, in case you're wondering about coach training, I highly recommend uh, their um, their program. Um, I'm by the way, I'm based in the Netherlands, um, and I have um, I've been in this business for seven years, and I've had another business for four years, which. Yeah, which makes me kind of, yeah, I've I've been around the block a few times. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, what else is there to fun to be said? Um, yeah, I've I've been online since 2013, so I've I've seen everything move, shift, and change, and I've seen the conversation about money shift from a place where it's well, okay to charge very little to like serve many people to anywhere from that to you have to charge a million dollars for you to be happy. And I've, I've come to this place because I've, many of my clients struggled with money and struggle, struggled with charging for like what they, what they did. And what I highly value is to have pricing that works for you. So there is no one size fits all in pricing, just like there is in business, there is no one size fits all. But I figured out there were a few things that really mattered when it came to pricing, even though everyone's strategies are individual. 
And Mm. yeah, like, I'm totally down with talking about that with you today. Yeah, well, it's such a good, important topic, like I mentioned earlier, because like you said, you'll hear from some people in the industry or some coaches that say, um, charge, like you said, a million dollars, like charge, you know, everything you're worth. And then we're basing all of this on worthiness or charge lower or discount or, you know, do everything for free. Um, you know, and I think it can just be really confusing. It's like, what do I actually do? And then I'm not sure where you lie on this, um, conversation, but I feel like we end up kind of losing the trust in ourselves because we're just doing what everyone else is telling us to do. And we're not actually thinking for ourselves about um, how much we want to charge at the end of the day. Exactly. And that's like, that is such a big thing because if you base what you, like what you charge on someone else or like what someone else is telling you to, you're going to lose trust in yourself completely. And I mean, the, one of the things that goes into the get paid framework is trust because you need to trust yourself. You need to trust your product. You need to trust your service. You need to trust that what you're doing is the right thing. So it all comes back to trust in that case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know you talk a lot about mindset too, like the mindset around pricing. So why don't we dig into that? Like where does somebody start? Because um, just for reference, a lot of people listening here are new nutritionists. They're either still in school, just about to graduate. Maybe they've just graduated and they're just, you know, for the first time, probably running a business and pricing a program. And I think money and the whole pricing conversation just feels terrifying. I'm sure a lot of you listening can agree. So, you know, what is this mindset that they need to cultivate to even get in the position to set the prices? Yeah, I guess like it's it's important to know what mindset really is because we all talk about like we have to work on our mindset and we have to get our mindset in the right place to price. Let's like take it one step back and say like what what is mindset anyway? And you can go completely woo and they might cover this in in training in uh, nutrition school as well. But it's really the set of thoughts, beliefs that you have in your mind that drive the car. So say, let's hypothetically say, like metaphorically say that you're the car and you have a set of beliefs that... um, that make you do what you do. It's like why you pick a certain item uh, off the shelf in the supermarket. It's why you uh, get up at the time that you do. It's because you believe that something is going to get you a result or it's something that has been programmed into your brain um, many years ago, or you've adopted it recently. It's, it's all this, the beliefs and the thoughts and the ideas that keep on running the show in your head. So that's mindset. And what, what does that have to do with money? It has to do with what your thoughts and ideas about money are. What are you telling yourself about money and how are you looking at that? So what is, what is important here is to know that what you have been thinking is deciding how you feel about money. If, if you always say like, oh, money, is, there's never enough or um, um, I've never made enough in the past. Your brain is, is programmed to reaffirm what you already know. So my, your mindset is going to show you what you already think because your, your mind is going to be like, okay, so this is what I believe. There's never enough money. Okay, I'm going to show you all the evidence for that. Your mind is like an evidence maker. Like it lets you take the actions that will show you the evidence of what you believe. If you believe you're good looking and you look in the mirror and think, oh, I'm very good looking, that's your brain reaffirming what you believe. 
So that's like, that's mindset. And that's what, um, yeah, that's what it has to do with money. Like, did I answer your question correctly and completely? Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious too, if you, like when you work with your clients in your get paid framework, do you teach them, like, do you offer them, um, kind of any prompts for them to get in the right mindset or any tools or even I know a lot of people are into, you know, um, affirmations and mantras. Like, is that part of the um, toolkit that you have or what would you, you know, if say I was your client, like where would you kind of lead me down to even start cultivating that healthy mindset? Well, here's what I said. Like it's, it's, it's not a one size fits all. There are so many different tools you can use. Like you said, like mantras, affirmations. And for some people, Mantras and affirmations are way too woo-woo. It's just too, mm-hmm. like, well, it's just too woo-woo. <laughs> and some people just need some more tangible things. So it could be uh, writing a list of um, of your beliefs. It could be um, just as simple as uh, reminding yourself of what you believe. It's a, a post-it somewhere. Or uh, for some people, it's actually meditating and sitting in silence. So like there's like there are so many tools that you can use and it really depends on the person. So I wouldn't say there is a one size fits all. That's why it's a framework and not a set system. Hmm. Yeah. And I guess, like you said, because it's individual, like, you know, for those listening, they just kind of have to know what approach would be best for them. And then maybe start with having an honest conversation with themselves about like, what are those beliefs? Like start catching yourself when you're maybe at a coffee shop and you're like, oh no, I, I, I can't afford that. Or I don't have the money for that. Or I'm broke or whatever the language they're using really start to sit with that and then start questioning it. I'm assuming would be kind of that first step. Absolutely. And the hard part is noticing something that you've always been doing is that's just incredibly hard because it comes so natural. It's so easy. It's, it's like, Oh, am I actually doing that? Because it's so normal and people don't realize they're doing it. And then people say like, I'm not like, I'm just going to air quote this, not self-sabotaging or Mm -hmm. I'm not stopping myself from doing this, but you can't see. I always joke like I am my own blind spot. I cannot see for myself what other people can see for me. And I mean, that's that's why they hire you, Stephanie, and that's why they hire me, um, simply because we can see something for someone else that they cannot see for themselves. Yeah, 100%. That's so true. And I think you kind of just like, um, I'm trying to think of the saying, like, put the nail on the head, like you knock the nail on the head, like you, <laughs> you put your finger right on that that pressing point to talk about even entrepreneurs, right? Like as an entrepreneur, um, we are constantly trying to find those blind spots and work on them to get better or else if we don't we just kind of like you said end up self-sabotaging or feel like we're not making progress and I think it can be said about money and business in general because yeah wow it's just it's a lot to feel like um you're kind of trapped in your own head with your thoughts and you really need to like expand your thinking and let new thoughts in to be able to really move into that next level with your business Exactly. And some people like when you're stuck, some people say like, I'm just running in circles. As long as you're unconscious, you're always running in circles. You're creating what you're already believing in. So Mm -hmm. unless you stop the circle and you start a new circle, you're going to like keep on running in that circle and going to keep creating the results that you've been creating. 
Mm, I love that analogy. That's really good because it's it's so true. And I think, again, like to bring it back to pricing, it's like if we have this belief system and we're not challenging it and then we're just setting our prices based on this belief system and then we're receiving those clients that, you know, maybe are reaffirming that belief system, but we don't want to still be stuck in that place. It's like, like you said, the cycle And I don't know about you, but I remember being in this like years and years ago and feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to make it out of this. Like, how am I ever going to make this into a business, not a hobby? How am I going to get paid enough? And it just felt like this continuous cycle of like me affirming probably, I guess, some like negative beliefs about my money mindset. Yeah. And just wanted to, well, share that this is totally normal and everyone including myself, like even like you said, everyone goes through this. It's just, it's something that we cannot avoid because we have to grow through it. And like, we always say in coaching that every level has a new devil. And Mm -hmm. the more you want to charge, the more you have to level up to get there. So like, it's every time it's a cycle, it's a circle to break. So that's, I mean, while we're at work, we're at work with this too. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So what would be the first step? So they, they're kind of starting to think about the mindset piece, how to move past this, how to really look at what's going on, change those beliefs, finding the tool that works for them. Now, let's say they're sitting down to be like, okay, I have an idea for this like program I want to create or how I want to help my client. But like, how do I like logistically start thinking of the pricing? Like, what is that next step to actually price your services? So there are many steps that you can take as your first step. And one of the things that, like, I know nutritionists do this. They, they go in Google and they look up other nutritionists yep. and they, <laughs> they're like, oh, like they're charging this and they're charging this. And maybe I should like go in and like do something along these lines. But yeah, absolutely. what it actually takes is for you to sit down and be like, okay, so it depends on what you're offering. It depends on um, the level of intensity, it depends on your availability. So it like, it has like, like I said, there is no one size fits all to go with this, but you have to take into account the accessibility the time that you're putting in your education, all that, all that stuff. So I would say flip it around rather than going into logistics is like, okay, how much do I want to make? What is my monthly goal? What is my yearly goal? And work back from that. So say you want to like make it, let's make it easy. Um, 40, 48K a year. So that would leave us with 4K a month. If, if my math is correct, please correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I think so. I'm not a math expert. It sounds right to me. <laughs> me neither. Like 40, 48K a month comes down to like, I'm going to laugh so hard if someone's going to be like that. Your math is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're close enough. So I think it's good, but I see what you're saying. So making four thousand a month, it's like starting to now work it down. Okay. If I know that, how many clients do I need to have to make 4,000? Yeah, exactly. And, um, you can, you can make 4,000 in 4,000 ways. You can make 4,000 in four ways. You can make 4,000 in one way, but it's really depends on, then you can come in with the logistics. Okay. This is how much I want to make. This is how much time I have. Time is by the way, this is very important in pricing you can not buy back your time. So make sure that you factor in time in the, in the way that you put, like you price your services. So 
if you have, say you have a day job and you're also like nutritionist, like being a nutritionist on the side, say you have 10 hours a week, you have four hours to spend with clients, depending on like, do you want to offer one-on-one? Do you want to offer a, a group program? In what way, in what capacity are you working with your clients? So think about all those things. And then if you have four, if you're like, I don't want to work with people privately and I want to work with only four clients, the math is very simple. It's $1,000 a month per client. So mm-hmm. always factor in, the, like, I cannot emphasize this enough, always factor in your time because you cannot you cannot buy that back. And it's, um, and, and here's the thing, if you have four clients, four private clients in that, um, uh, that way, that's $4,000. But you could also say, hey, like, I want to make it more affordable for people. So I have half an hour sessions rather than an hour sessions. Um, or you can say, hey, I want to make sure that I have a group program where I serve four people and the other that that is two hours a week and the other two hours are private clients. It also depends on like in what capacity you want to work with your clients. So that's I would say like start there, start with like how much you want to make and, and, and then decide in what capacity you want to work with your clients. Yeah, that's great advice because I think so many of us just set the prices and then we're like, okay, like I'll just have to take on X amount of clients, you know, to make that 40, 50, however much money you want to make, 40,000, 50,000 a year. Um, but the the reasonable part of, or being reasonable about how much time you have, because here's what I see happening. And some of you listening might feel like I'm calling you out here and it's not for something for you to feel bad about. I did this too. Um, and I'm sure Lisetta did something similar starting out, you know, when we don't know what to price ourselves at. But what I did was um, I priced myself very, very low. And meaning like my services were, well, in nutrition context, like $100 for a consultation. Now, the amount of hours that went into a consultation was like, I don't know, somewhere between four to eight hours. So at the end of the day, um, you know, how much are you being paid hourly is something really big to look at. But if you want to make three or four thousand dollars a month, you'd need to be working with dozens or maybe in some cases hundreds of clients to even make that amount of money. Um, And do you have the time for that? I surely didn't. And I know I tapped out when I had about 12 clients at once. That was my max. I felt super burnt out. But yet 12 clients, I was only making $1,200 a month. So, you know, you really have to look at, yeah, how much time you have, how much you need to make to pay your bills, um, and then put it all together kind of, and take that all into consideration. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And here's what you said. You said, um, here's how much you need to make. And here's, here's a very important distinction. You can go for, I I just said 48,000, right? Mm-hmm. If if you feel like that's what you need to make, how about you you challenge yourself and go for fifty two instead or sixty? Because here's here's what a lot of entrepreneurs do: they try to replace their full time income. So they set a goal for the exact amount of their full time income, and then they mm-hmm. get stuck there because they're so used to charging that. So maybe that that can come later too, especially if you've been going at it for a little while. It can come like it can creep up on you being like, okay, so like now I'm at this 48,000 level and I cannot 
get more because I don't have more hours in a day. And it's weird to now start charging a lot more to my existing clients. So it's also like maybe if if you're starting out, it's like a challenge, like how can you stretch yourself a little bit to make it easier on yourself? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And like you said, there's not just one way to do this. There could be multiple ways. Hey there, I hope you're getting so much value from this episode. So I wanted to take a quick pause to tell you about the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective and share a special offer just for podcast listeners like you. If you're trying to get momentum with your nutrition business or need some support figuring out your next steps or brainstorming ideas, this monthly membership is for you. Inside, you'll get monthly in-depth marketing, sales, and business trainings, and Q&A sessions to help you grow your nutrition business, as well as a supportive community where you can ask questions and exchange ideas. If you want to learn more or join us in the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective, head on over to www.stephanielong.ca slash membership, and be sure to use the code podcast in the checkout to get your first month for only $7. See you inside. So I'm curious, like, what you recommend to your clients. Again, this might be dependent on on them personally, but when somebody's just getting started, do you recommend that they start with some one-on-one coaching? Obviously, depending what um, profession they're in, but do you do you recommend doing that so they they get some um, expertise? They really like learn how to work with clients, and then maybe move more into a group model where they can maximize their time and still make more money. Like, do you have any framework around how they should kind of build these pieces in, or is it just based on whatever that person feels like they need to do to make the amount of money they want to make? the latter because uh some people are great at leading group programs they 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 really get like absolutely energized out of like from working with more than one person at a time they get like really bored when they work one-on-one with people and it's like it's too slow for them or it's just too bothersome it really depends because I I know several nutritionists who love running group coaching programs and who love helping their clients in a group setting because they learn from each other. And it's, here's the thing, our businesses are such personal assets that you can just decide what you want and base your pricing on what you want and what you love. And please don't let that stop you from trying something else. You might find that you love group coaching and then you start doing one-on-one and you find that you love that even more. So here's the beauty. You can, uh, you can shift, you can try stuff out. You like, it's not set in stone. And that's, I think that's the beauty of being in business. You can just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, we're the boss. <laughs> we can decide yes. what's working, what's <laughs> not working. And this actually brings me to another topic I would love for you to, to talk about is, you know, when we talk about like setting the prices, are we thinking more in terms of, well, we have kind of already discussed, you know, it has to be based on what we need, but then do we need to take the client into consideration too, in terms of financials, how much they would can afford? Like, I, I know a lot of people base the price on, will my client pay this? Yes or no. And they only a price based on that, they don't necessarily take their personal finances in. So what do you think? Like, is it a balance of both? Is it one or the other? Um, I would love to know. So it's a balance of both because both your client and you decide how much what you do is worth. And here's the thing. It's not 50-50. 
spoiler, it's it's never 50-50 because if you give if you give your clients uh, the power to decide how you want to run your business, you've lost like you're no longer in the driver's seat and in pricing, you are in the driver's seat because you know where your client needs to go. You're the expert. So you also know what you do with, like how much what you do is worth. So your clients obviously take into account how much they make, how much disposable income they have, but also realize that not everyone is your client. So mm-hmm. I think like, how, how, how would you look at that, Stephanie? Because I mean, as a nutritionist, you could technically serve anyone, right? But mm-hmm. like, how, like, have, have you talked about that with people? Yeah, I mean, I am all for like niching down and getting really clear on who you can support um, because I think this ties into what you're saying is, you know, if you have more clarity on the transformation that you can help your client with, you can kind of charge for the transformation. You can charge for that end goal, like, you know, by the end of our three months together, you know, your um, digestion could be healed or could be balanced or you'd have no more bloating or gas. Like, you can kind of give end results or like an idea of what they might accomplish versus if we leave the coaching a little bit open and say, I can help anyone with anything. um, You don't really have a necessary transformation that you can convey in your messaging. And then you end up, you know, it's just like a nice to have thing, not a need to have thing. And then you can't really price, in my opinion, at the same level for something that's not going to bring them true results at the end of the day. Exactly. Because you can price for an hour or you can price for a result and Mm -hmm. you are the one pricing for the result while the client just looks at like, hey, I have to pay you uh, $100 an hour. Great. I'll pay you $100 an hour. So I hope I'll feel better. But when you know that if you pay $1,000 and you work with someone for a month, let's just hypothetically put that number in. and you know that your digestion has like improved significantly, you know that you've paid that money for you to feel a lot better. And it's so much easier to convey your value. And that's, I mean, it's part of my framework. Knowing your value and talking about that is so important when you talk about pricing. Because if you talk, if you know your value, if you know your added value for your clients, you can talk about results, you can talk about the experience and like, how much is your end like the end result you're promising worth to your client? It might not be the hundred dollar an hour thing that they might think they need. Mm-hmm. So that is so important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think that sometimes I mean this is a whole other conversation more about the marketing and copywriting side, but a lot of the times people are struggling silently with their health and they need to be kind of reminded that this is something that is going to continue persevering if they don't do something about it sooner than later. And the reason I bring this up is because my mom is a perfect example. My mom has had some digestive issues um, for quite a while. Like she doesn't know what foods are triggering her. I've helped her, but as we all know, it's always hardest to help families. So (laughs) um, she's actually working with um, a friend of mine who's also a nutritionist, but I did this little activity with my mom because I was so curious, like, you know, my mom is someone who needs a service. She has a problem. How much would she be willing to pay? And I kind of just kept like saying, okay, so if you were to get support for X amount of time, you know, for 
$500, like what would be the price you would pay, you know? And then it was funny because she went from like, yeah, I'd probably pay max $500. And then we talked a bit more about the issue being something really important to her. And she's like, okay, I'd probably pay about $800. And then I said to her, well, what about something more around the $1,500 range? Um, Would you, you know, pay money for this problem, something around, you know, a higher price like that? And and it was funny because she said, absolutely not. And I just thought that was so funny. Um, And then what ended up happening was she had a bit of a digestion episode, I guess. She got really sick. Um, And then the next day she called me and she's like, I was thinking about the question you asked me yesterday and I would absolutely pay, you know, $1,500 for this problem because it felt so immediate to her versus something that was like in the past that she didn't have to deal with. So the reason I even share this is like, again, you know, as entrepreneurs, as marketers, we have to convey how important something is for someone and match them where they're at. So like, it's our job to talk about the thing and show the potential transformation so that the price matches up. Does that exactly. you? Absolutely. And here's, here's the fun part. If you ask someone like how much something is worth, they likely won't give you the amount that you want to charge. They'll Mm -hmm. likely say like $500 or $800 until the problem is big enough for them to see that paying for it and having it be solved is worth more than like being in it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like this is obviously it's, it's such a marketing thing and you have to, and you have to be able to, um, to really communicate your value. And let me, let me quickly break down the get paid framework. It's um, it's trust. So trust in yourself and trust in your product because you need to trust yourself and you need to trust what you do is valuable for someone else. You need to connect with the person that you're with. You need to see them where they are and understand their challenges. And finally, you need to be able to communicate your value because if you cannot do that, people won't pay for it because they don't know what they're going to get out of it. So to like bringing those things together will help you sell more for a price that you're happy with because people are finally going to say, Oh, like, yes, I, this is what I need. Like you understand me, like you, you know what you're doing, you understand me and you know, you know what you're talking about because you like the connection piece and, is so important in there. So yeah, like to come back to that, it is extremely important to know what you charge and to like trust in what you charge. So, so you can actually make the offer and people are going to say yes, because they know that you trust yourself, that you know, that they understand, like you understand them and you know that they know that your value is extreme, like is worth paying for. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Now, I know one thing that you had mentioned um, that you wanted to chat about was like the three biggest mistakes you see entrepreneurs making when pricing. And I'd love to talk about this because, um, again, it's not to call anyone out. I'm sure I'm probably guilty of all three of these. Um, But I'm just curious, like, what are the things you see happening uh, commonly for entrepreneurs? Because if we're aware of what's happening, we might be able to shift and change that. And spoiler, I'm also totally guilty of these. 
And <laughs> because, I mean, it's we don't know any better. So here they are. We've already discussed one of them. It's It's listening to other people. Number one is like going into Google and typing in how much should a nutritionist charge? Or going to your competitor's website and seeing, hey, like they're they're having like this amount uh, for this program. I should probably make a similar thing and charge the exact same. And I mean, you can, but there like, you lose trust in that. You lose the connection. You lose your value because neither of those parts of the framework are implemented in that because you're just taking someone else's stuff. And I mean, it's, it ends up not being yours. So communicating about it gets really hard. Um, number two is forgetting all the time and effort you're putting into yourself. And that means because as a business owner, you are always learning. You're always working on yourself. You're always, um, progressing and, and, investing in yourself so know that what you've experienced and what you've gone through you've become a nutritionist for a reason because you've likely had your own challenges with nutrition with gut health with whatever challenge you've faced you know what it's like to be in their shoes so don't forget that what you've gone through is also worth something and coming into number three it's People not charging for all the knowledge, experiences, and failures they have experienced so far. Because all the fail, like all the falls on your face, I mean, like I've fallen on my face a million times, you've done so your clients don't have to. You've experienced your own challenges and you know how to deal with them. And your clients are coming in and they're here to pay you so they don't have to go through them again or whatsoever because you are the one that is most experienced in this so you've invested in in the training you know um you like especially as entrepreneurs we're always learning more and if you're not taking your training your experience your especially if you've been going at this for a while you've seen a lot don't forget to take that into account when um when putting like putting together your pricing because then by then it's about so much more than I'm I've just come out of nutrition school I'm putting a price on myself no it's about all the like the transformation and the results that you can nearly guarantee because you know how it works you've seen it work you have proven results so don't ever forget to take that into account because when we take the framework it's communicating the value and knowing how to talk about that that will have people connect with you and have people say, oh my God, you understand me. Like, you know what you're doing. Let me give you your, my money so you can help me. And mm -hmm. like, I get really fired up over this because I want people, especially um, more advanced entrepreneurs and more advanced nutritionists, I want them to be able to just say, hey, I've done all of this. This is my price. And Here's like, please sign on the dotted line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> which might take a little bit of time for people to feel confident in that. But I, I love what you said about coming out of school and not feeling like you're starting maybe at step one. You know, you might be at step five because like you said, you've 
you've tried the the different techniques out, you've um, you know tested things out for your potential clients of the future, you've um, done things that didn't work, you found things that worked, you found resources. So you're not starting at step one. You are no. further ahead. Always. And you're going to be attracting people probably that are at step one. And then as you get to step 10, then you start working with people that are now at step five. It's always, we're always learning and moving forward and then helping people, you know, also move forward. And then we're pricing accordingly. Like, like exactly like you said, as you gain more skills and advance in your career, you can charge more every time because you're bringing more to the table. Exactly. And, and just like you said, Especially when you're first starting out, it might feel uncomfortable. It might feel awkward, but you're so much further ahead, uh, like than your like of your clients than you think you might be. You already have the experience. You already have the knowledge that these clients don't have, and that's exactly what they're paying you for, right? So, don't be afraid to just own that. And like that's why I like why trust is in the framework. Trust yourself and trust what you have to offer. Trust that it's valuable. No matter where you are in your journey, you're, you can make a difference for someone. And that is so important. A hundred percent. Now, I my final question here is, and I kind of want to throw a little bit of a wrench in the plans here because I'm so curious what you think about this. We're talking a lot about, I'm assuming, online business, online entrepreneurs. Now, a lot of nutritionists will work in a clinic um, or work, you know, like, in their town or in their city, and they will probably likely be compared to the, you know, nutritionist down the street charging XYZ. So how does pricing work when it's more of an in-person business scenario? Are we still charging what we need and want to charge? Are we more so, excuse me, taking into consideration what um, others are charging in the like immediate um, vicinity around us? Well, you can go either way. If we're actually talking brick and mortar, you can have um, a, a very cheap store and a very expensive store next to each other. And there are people who are going to go to the very cheap store and there's people who are going to go to the very expensive store. And there's people who are going to go to the store that's like a few blocks away and that's in between for the exact same thing. And so it's really up to you. Like, who do you want to serve? Is it like high level clients, so you charge more. Is it you like you see more people and you charge less? It's really the kind of people you want to attract. So you're still in the driver's seat in that case. So and it might not be the best fit for every um, for every place. So some some might say like you have to like be at this level uh, for a, like for you to be here, and you decide that like this is a beauty. You're in the driver's seat. You get to decide like what kind of clients you want to see. You get to decide in like what place you want to be physically. If you decide to be in a, a brick and mortar location, which like th- that's fine, but you, you get to decide. And if you feel like what is normal there is not enough for you, well, no is a full sentence. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah, I think so many of us can feel like because we work in a clinic, there's like certain expectations and then we devalue ourselves to to fit what the clinic wants of us. And I think at the end of the day, it like you said, it really comes down to, you know, what do you need best? You should not be working, you know, for $5 an hour, $10 an hour doing, you know, high level support for people. So if that 
at the end of the day, if there's no wiggle room there, then maybe it's about looking at a different opportunity, like running your own business or having an online portion of your business so that your pricing can be aligned with what you actually need to make at the end of the day. And here's the thing. There are more affordable clinics. There are luxurious clinics. There are absolutely high-end clinics. Find something that fits you. And Mm -hmm. that's the beauty. Yeah, that's really true, right? You know, knowing that there's multiple opportunities out there, you know, going back to the mindset piece, like knowing within yourself that you don't have to take something out of scarcity, you don't have to accept a role or a spot in a clinic or whatever it is out of scarcity, knowing that you have the um, the potential to find the fit that's going to work for you, whether that's saying no to an opportunity that sounds good, and to open up the door for the better opportunity that's coming. Exactly, exactly. And that that's and I'm going to emphasize once more this is why you need to trust yourself and what you have to offer. And that that might take a little while. It might be awkward in the beginning, but once you trust yourself and are able to clearly communicate your value, you can just walk in and say, "Hey, this is what I do. This is my added value." Uh, this is, this, these are my pricing. Do I fit here? Is this okay? Yeah. And coming that, in I, with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and leading, leading with you knowing what your value is. And if, if the clinic's going to say, Hey, no, that's, that's not for us. There are many more clinics out there. And like Stephanie said, you can also go online, but this is the beauty of things. You don't have to, you are in charge. And that's, that is the most important part. Oh man, I feel like that was the pep talk everybody needed, the reminder of, you know, we get to make the choice and and we get to stand in that power and and choose, you know, what is the best outcome for us. So thanks for sharing that. I feel like a lot of people needed to hear that um, just to like root into knowing that. Can I add one more thing? Yeah, go for it. You might be a nutritionist, but most of all, you're the boss. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but like wearing that, you know, entrepreneur, boss, business owner hat, you know, as the number one and not seeing it as a hobby, you know, seeing this as something that you're putting a lot of time and energy and blood and sweat and lots of tears into and you get to make the decisions at the end of the day. Yeah, because you get to as in your role as a nutritionist, you get to add value, you get to change lives. And People are paying you for that. And that's great because because they're paying you, you get to change lives. Yeah, that's very true. Well, this has been so helpful. Um, I'm sure everybody can take away so many tidbits from this, from the mindset to really understanding how much they need to make monthly, breaking it down to how many clients, finding what works best for them. I think you gave so many um, different kind of like choose your own adventure here for people. You know, they don't have to go down one path with this. It's like a really good conversation to get them thinking about what they need most. And at the end of the day, just like your you know, you talk about in your get paid framework, like that is the key. It's that self-trust. So I really appreciate you sharing and talking about this. And I would just love for you to share, you know, how can people um, get a hold of you or learn from you? And if you want to talk about your, your um, get paid framework or any of your offers, feel free to do so. 
Well, you can find me online at lisettevandervalk.com. I would say check that out in the show notes because I only know how to say my name in Dutch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, I have a a freebie, which is very like, I think it's one of my favorite freebies I've ever made. It's called five ways to ask your potential client to work with you without tripping over your own words. And you can find that at lisettevandervalk.com slash five ways, the number five and then ways. And just sign up and you get it delivered into your inbox and enjoy that because it gives you five super easy ways to just ask um, someone to work with you while you're in the conversation about that. So, yeah. That is great. I'll make sure to put it all in the show notes because you say your name better than I'll ever say your name. <laughs> I tried my best. <laughs> that, yeah, you, you absolutely did your best and I really highly appreciate you. And yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. I'll make sure everything's in the show notes for you guys to check out and be sure to work on those prices. Get in that mindset. Um, Don't sell yourself short, you know, really put the energy and attention into this. So uh, thank you again so much and I'll catch you all soon. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.